0: welcome to this series of bible lessons on the new testament in these 42 lessons we will teach the history of the lord jesus as delivered to us in the four gospels we will start with the days that led up to christ's humble birth in bethlehem we will then look at his blessed ministry his suffering his death and resurrection His humble life on earth concludes with his ascension. And after this, the blessed outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Lastly, we will teach the calling and ministry of the greatest evangelist that ever lived, Paul the Apostle. These last lessons are taught from the Book of Acts and include Paul's missionary journeys. sure to use the lesson guide with questions and knowledge exercises presented with these lectures. We hope these lessons are a blessing to you. Thank
1: you. In lesson 15 of our Bible study on the life and the ministry of Christ, we wish to focus on Jesus truly the Son of God. Again, we see this in two lessons, uh, two parts to our lesson. One, walking on the water. We find this in Matthew 14, verse 22 through 33. Part two, we hope to study about the transfiguration and that we may find in Luke 9, verse 28 through 45. So first, the walking on the water. Matthew 14, verse 22 through 33. In our last lesson, we saw how that Jesus fed the multitude of 5,000 with five loaves and two fishes. Now, Jesus knows the thoughts of all men. He knew also the thoughts of the disciples and of the Jews gathered around him. He knows that the Jews are waiting for the Messiah, and they are expecting him to come as a king who will deliver them from the Romans. And now the disciples and the people are thinking that this is the time to anoint Jesus as their king. Who would not want a king who can feed a multitude with a few loaves and a few fishes. But Jesus knows their thoughts, and therefore he constrains them to go into a ship. To constrain means uh, to put pressure on, uh, because uh, the disciples are not so willing to go, uh, because this seems to them the perfect opportunity uh, to anoint Jesus as their king. But Jesus constrains them to go on to a ship and to cross the Sea of Galilee. Then uh, Jesus dismisses the people uh, because the day is far spent, it is evening. Uh, They must go home. And then Jesus himself goes up on the mountain to pray. Notice that even the Lord Jesus needs time to have communion and fellowship with God his Father. He goes onto that mountain to pray. Would that not be a lesson for you and for me, that we must take time uh, to have a communion with God. We must take time to meditate and to pray, because our life and our being is in God's hands. We need God uh, to direct us in all our ways. But Jesus spends the night upon that mountain praying uh, to his Father. And his disciples are in the ship crossing the Sea of Galilee. And while they are crossing, uh, suddenly uh, the wind begins to blow and a storm comes up again. And the disciples are afraid because the waves are slamming against the ship and they are, the water is entering the ship. The last time they were in a storm, they had Jesus on board. But this time, they do not have Jesus with them. And so they are afraid that they will perish in the sea. And because that wind has been blowing against them, They are not making any progress. They're not getting any closer to shore. And while they are on the ship, they look over the side and suddenly they see something upon the water. They do not know what it is or who it is. But they begin to think that must be a spirit because who else walks on the water? But as Jesus comes closer to their ship, he says to them, Be of good cheer, it is I. Be not afraid. And then the disciples look at Jesus, and Peter says to Jesus, If it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. Now we do not know why Peter would have said this. Is it because of his impulsive character? Or is it because Peter believes in Jesus and believes that Jesus has power to make him walk on the water as well? Well, Jesus says, come. And Peter, by faith, steps overboard onto the water and walks towards Jesus. Now you and I would think that's impossible. That is right, humanly speaking, impossible. But with God, all things are possible. By faith, Peter walked on water. But Peter had to learn a lesson, and that is that it was not in Peter that he was walking on the water, no, Peter there looked around and he saw the waves violently around him and he began to fear and doubt. And then Peter began to sink. Oh, he calls out, Lord, help me. And Jesus stretched forth his hand and he took Peter up. But he also reprimanded Peter and he said, O thou of little faith, wherefore did you doubt? Oh there is the lesson for you and for me. Peter could walk on water when he looked to Jesus by faith. But when he looked at the circumstances around him, then he began to sink. Because Peter could not believe of himself. He had to learn that faith is a gift of God. Oh, we hear many people say, the Bible says, believe and be saved. Well, if there was ever a man that should believe and be saved, it was Peter sinking in that water. But Peter had to learn that he could not believe of himself. He had to receive faith again in exercise from God. And that is the lesson for you and for me, that faith must be wrought in our heart, must be worked in our heart, must be given from God alone. And then by faith to look unto Jesus and to believe in Him as the Son of God and to be saved. Oh, we will see that again in part two, When we turn to Luke 9, verse 28 through 45, to study the transfiguration, because Jesus now takes his disciples to the foot of a mountain, and there he leaves nine disciples below, and he takes three along with him, Peter, James, and John, and he takes them up, onto the mountain to pray. Now, why does Jesus make this distinction? Is it because these three disciples are better than the other disciples? No, but they had lessons to learn for the future, and so Jesus takes them along. And during the night, those disciples fall asleep while Jesus is praying. And while they are asleep, suddenly the glory of God surrounds them, and two men come from heaven Moses and Elijah. Moses representing the law, for it was through Moses that God gave the law on Mount Horeb. And Elijah representing the prophets, because he was one of the greatest prophets. And especially because he ascended into heaven, he never died, but God took him up in a cloud. And these two men came to talk with Jesus. What did they talk about? Well, they talked about the death of the Lord Jesus, how that the time was coming that Jesus would suffer and die. And while they are talking, as suddenly the disciples awake and they see the glory around. They see Jesus' countenance changed and they see Moses and Elijah. And then Peter says, Lord, it is good for us to be here. Yes, we can understand that, Peter. What better place can there be than to be in the glory of God? But Peter, Then says to Jesus, let us make three tabernacles, one for thee, one for Elijah, and one for Moses, that we may tarry here. Peter did not understand that we cannot have heaven on earth, but that true glory is awaiting for his church hereafter in heaven. And suddenly a cloud overcomes them, And out of that cloud, we hear a voice. This is my beloved son, hear him. Oh, here is the father declaring to his disciples that Jesus is truly the son of God. Oh, then the cloud disappears. And so do Moses and Elijah, they go to heaven. The following morning, Jesus and his three disciples go down the mountain to meet the other disciples whom they have left behind. And there they see a multitude of people have gathered around the disciples. And when Jesus comes to the foot of the mountain, there is a man who comes to him with his son. Oh, his son is possessed with the devil. He is tormented. He is vexed. And he is asking Jesus to heal him, to have mercy upon him. And then we see how that Jesus then rebukes that spirit, uh, that it must uh, go out of him. And he gives this boy back uh, to his father. And then uh, Jesus turns to his disciples and he begins to tell them uh, that the time is going to come that he will be delivered into the hands of men to suffer and to die. Oh, at this time the disciples understand nothing of this yet. It is hid from them. Oh, there we learn that we may read the word of God, but it does not speak until God opens it for us. And so the disciples did not understand what Jesus said or why he said it. But Jesus was here preparing his disciples, that the time of popularity of multitudes was coming to an end, but that the time of opposition was at hand, that the Pharisees would begin to seek opportunity to kill Jesus. That we will see in future lessons. May the Lord give us a blessing. Thank you.